Hey guys, welcome back to my podcast channel. I hope you guys have had a great week so far and I hope that everybody's doing amazing and is just having the time of their lives. I know this past week has been um has been kind of like sad for everyone and I wish I could say that this episode was going to be a little bit lighter, but sadly it's not. Um I went to my class today. I'm taking an American race and ethnicity class. It is a very very interesting class that I really like, but literally every time I go in that class and I sit there, my heart my heart just breaks a little bit more. And today it today what we talked about was especially heartbreaking and especially sad. So that's what I wanted to talk about. I think it is very important that we talk about it because I feel like people don't really know about people don't really know about it so today i'd like to talk about the black lives matter movement and uh police brutality against black women in this country so um when you hear about black lives matter and just police brutality at least for me the first thing that comes that came that usually comes to my mind is you know african american men and i think that's the that's kind of everything we've been seeing online with the movement and you know everybody knows the names of like not all of them but a lot of the black men that were killed by the police and we don't really know sorry uh we and we don't really know anything about police brutality against women so what happened in class today is that we were watching a uh, um a TED talk by the by this um lady that basically came up with um the intersection intersectionality which is basically when two uh things overlap so like for example for me like I'm a black woman so it will be like the disadvantage this this or like discrimination that comes with being black and that comes with being a woman so inter- intersectionality would be like it both of them together and um yeah it was very informative she the the talk was amazing but basically she started it by doing a little exercise she asked everybody to stand up and whenever and she would say a list of names and she asked the crowd basically that if they did not recognize the name of the person that they said then people should sit down and stay seated but if they do recognize it to remain standing so it was interesting to see because also we did it in class so like it was interesting to see like the people around us just because it made it more it made it more real rather than just seeing it on tv or like you know on youtube uh so basically she started listing a bunch of names which are names that we are familiar familiar for familiar of familiar i don't know so Trayvon Martin, um, Eric Gardner, Michael Brown, Freddie Gray. So like the whole time she was listening the these names, like everybody was standing. Most people like in the class was also standing. And then she started saying like other names that nobody, nobody really knew. It was like um, Atiana Jefferson, Pamela Turner, um, Corin Gaines, Melissa Williams, and everybody sat down in the class. Everybody sat down in the class, and like almost everybody, like in her crowd, also sat down. It was a big crowd, and like it was only like four people that remained standing. And 
basically those were the names of the african-american women that had lost their lives um basically that had been killed by the police and when i heard that the first thing that i felt honestly is shame i felt like as an african-american woman leaving living in the united states i did not know that and i did not like i didn't know any of the women that she listed i didn't know any of them and that's the first thing that i felt i felt ashamed because uh, everybody knew all the men's name but nobody knew the women's name and i feel like oftentimes we forget about we forget about that and so yeah and it's crazy to think about because the black lives matter movement is a movement that was founded by women it was founded by founded by three women and it, you know it was it was the, it's the women that mostly like do the work when I say do the work I mean like they do most of the protests they you know they're the ones writing the love letters to you know their husbands that have been killed or like their sons and stuff like that and you know it's crazy to think that it was founded by women but we don't feel included in the Black Lives Matter movement because one thing my professor talked about in classes that she was doing an interview where she was asking participants when they think about Black Lives Matter, like what do they think about, who do they think it's protecting and stuff like that. And almost everybody said that it was protecting, you know, our fellow brothers, you know, African-American men in this country. And she said that literally almost no one said anything about women. She said that one person said something really interesting. That person said that um, if the police kills uh, kills black men, it's because they see them as a threat. But if they kill black women, it's because they see us as invaluable, as not valuable. And I thought I thought that was very very sad. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to talk a little bit about some of their stories. Obviously, they are very, very sad. And just to help us be more aware of this and remember that it includes us. Like the Black Lives Matter movement is not just about the African-American men. It is also about the African-American women. It is about black people in general. And I think that's something that we forget all the time. Um, so um, I'm going to list, I'm going to talk about a few of their stories. They're very, very sad. Um, the first one I have here is Etatiana Jefferson. So she was a 28-year-old that was killed after her neighbor called the police for apparently quote a wellness check because supposedly her door was open and the police officer shot and killed her within four seconds of getting into her home and this one was especially like they're all very very sad but but this one just showed that they the police officer wasn't trying to know what was happening he didn't like ask her do you live here is there anybody in your home are you okay nothing he just saw that she he, he just saw her and shot her with, within four seconds so that was very sad and then I kind of I kind of didn't want to like list them like this just because I feel like it kind of takes away 
um how can I say it kind of takes away like each person's story and I didn't want to feel I didn't want it to feel like I was just listing and I was just like reading off their stories but I also feel like their stories are very like important and I feel like we also need to know about them and since this is a sad like very very sad topic I don't want to like keep talking about it I want to I don't want to make like um, an episode about each person's story because that would just be very very dull so I'm just gonna go ahead and like go through their stories so the second one is Pamela Turner she was in her 40s and she uh, she had mental illness so she was diagnosed with schizophrenia uh, but she also was killed by the police and the saddest thing about her story is that she was pregnant and her last words to the police officer was I'm pregnant I'm pregnant and he still shot her um and yeah she was in her 40s the first one was 28 years old then there's this seven-year-old Ayanna Jones that was killed she her, she was killed and she was asleep in her bed and she was shot in the head and the story was what they said happened was that the police went into her apartment her family's apartment looking for a murder suspect apparently and then they said that they accidentally shot, shot her but it's like how do you accidentally shoot a child that is sleeping in a bed but yeah so she was seven that's Ayanna Jones. And then we have Corin Gaines. Um, so what happened with her is that she... The police was coming to her house to serve her with a warrant. And the police shot her. And she also had a son when they shot her. So the police shot her and shot her son in the face. So she died. And her son thankfully survived. Her son was five at the time, so yeah. There's also Yvette Smith. Also, her story. Um, there apparently there were like two men fighting like across the street from her, I think, and somebody called the police to come, like you know, solve the dispute between these two two men. And I'm guessing that she heard like she heard them yelling or something so she opened her do door probably to check like what was happening and the police officer shot her with within three seconds of her opening her door and I feel like that's the common theme that we see with all these stories and also with the stories of the African-American men that have been killed by the police is that it's not about whether or not that they feel that person is a threat i feel like it's it's a race thing it's it has it hasn't it doesn't have anything in it anytime the police just tries to lie and be like oh but you know i was afraid for my life and just things like that which do not it just it just does not make sense because like all of the victims that i'm listing here like most of them are either like super young or super old like there's a 92 year old woman that was shot she was shot 
37 she was shot at 37 times and six of those bullets hit her her name is Katherine Johnson she was she was 92 years old like you have no reason to be shooting a 92 year old person you have no reason to be shooting anybody at all like you have training you should have training to like do something other than shoot people if you're supposedly afraid for your life but I digress um so yeah that's Yvette Smith and after that there's um Darnisha Harris she accidentally she reversed and accidentally hit a parked car and then the sh the police shot her Melissa Williams uh Melissa Williams uh someone called the police on her and when the police showed up they more than a hundred shots were fired and 24 of those hit her and there are many stories like this there are like Chantel Davis Rakia Boyd um Tarika Tarika Wilson which Tarika Wilson was shot and killed and her one-year-old son was also shot uh, I think he actually survived. He he lost a finger. And Kendra James and Taisha Miller. And when I was reading about their stories, it was very sad because it's like, at no point do I remember seeing, seeing it in the news. At no point do I remember it being made a big deal out of because it, it is a big deal and I think it's very sad and not only I'm not necessarily like comparing it even to like the African-American men that are being killed by the police because even with the African-American men that are being killed by the police it it makes the news because people you know because the Black Lives Matter and like people pr protest and stuff like that so it's not necessarily like me comparing it to you know black men that are being killed but me just comparing it to like other people white people being killed or you know the majority being killed because it's like how can a seven-year-old girl be killed in her own bed a seven-year-old girl be killed in her own bed how can a pregnant woman be killed how can you be killed just for opening your door and looking out and seeing you know what is happening outside why is it so loud and the police just kills you within like three seconds of you open your opening your door they don't even ask you like why they don't they don't care to know like all of these stories are just like so heartbreaking like why is a 92 year old woman being killed and I think it is so important that we start talking about these these things because awareness is one of the big is something is one of the things that is very important because obviously we cannot like change something if we don't know it is happening because honestly I didn't know um, like I said every time you talk about police brutality people just think of the black men that are being killed but nobody says anything about the black women that are being killed the black women that are you know being gunned down being killed you know in their home being killed with in front of their children being killed in front of their parents in front of their loved ones being killed alone being killed in their car just and I think yeah we need to 
we need to talk about that and obviously this does not take away from all the fellow brothers and african-american men we lost to police brutality and we need to acknowledge both you know all the men and all the women because at the end of the day it is black lives matter it is not just you know black men black men's lives matter so i thought i'd do this quick sad um episode so yeah we gotta say their names we gotta know who they are we gotta know their stories and and we gotta speak out i think one of the saddest thing about like human beings in general is that if it doesn't happen to us we are so quick to forget about it you know and that's that's like everybody like including me i'm not like you know pointing the finger here but if something really bad happens it's like we read about it and um we're sad for a couple hours or so or like when we think about it we're sad but then we go back to our own lives and we just forget and there's so many things that are happening around the world and just like everywhere that we need to focus on and we need to and we need to feel even though it doesn't feel like it is happening to us. I feel like it is something um, that indirectly affects all of us and we need to care because at at the end of the day, I feel like we are all one and we are all human beings and if we do not stand up for each other, nobody else will. So yeah, say, say her name and thank you so much for listening and I hope you have a great rest of your week. Thank you.